how would your friends describe you to someone who's never met you? Well, today on Rooted Daily, we're going to look at how Mark answered that question for his friend. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are diving into the Gospel of Mark. It's one of my four favorite Gospels. But unlike the other three Gospels, Mark doesn't take any time to get to the real deal about who Jesus is. He skips the history of Jesus' birth, his childhood. He gets right to the action. And these scenes of Jesus, they're like little snapshots drawn for us of who Jesus is and what he's like. And he starts off by talking about John the Baptist. Look with me here in Mark chapter 1 verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And then all the land of Judea, and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, you may have missed my very dry humor about Mark being one of my four favorite Gospels. There's only four, but there's a reason why the Spirit gave us four different accounts of Jesus, because they all offer something different. The author of this Gospel was John Mark. If you're curious how we know that, look it up. It's a, a fun game of historical telephone. But John Mark was a guy who was well-known by both Peter and he spent a significant amount of time with both of them. Early on, he had a rocky relationship with Paul because he had abandoned Paul's missionary team on their first missionary journey. But later, Paul spoke favorably of him on, on several occasions. And we don't know when, but at some point, John Mark became the assistant and protege of Peter. And so Mark's gospel is largely based on Peter's firsthand memories of Jesus' life and his ministry. So maybe a more accurate title for this book would be the Gospel according to Peter as recorded by Mark, if that history is true. Now Mark's Gospel was the first record of Jesus' life. Matthew and Luke probably had already seen this Gospel before they wrote their own. John writes from his own memory. But beyond just being the first, Mark is a unique gospel for a lot of different reasons. First, Mark is a gospel of realism. He doesn't give us much interpretation, much explanation. It's just this on-the-spot, unvarnished eyewitness account with very few embellishments. Second, Mark the gospel is the gospel of action. You know, the key word you find over and over again in Mark is immediately. The Greek word uh, that's translated for that immediately or, or straight away occurs over 30 times. Mark's painting this 
vivid, fast-moving picture of Jesus' life. It, it rushes from one event to the other. Third, Mark is a gospel of Christ's emotion, too. It's action-packed, doesn't spend much time on, on frilly language or explanations, but on the other hand, no other gospel emphasizes the human side of Jesus and his emotion as much as Mark. And finally, Mark is the gospel of the eyewitness. Mark adds details from Jesus' life that could only come from someone who was there. While Matthew begins his gospel with a genealogy and a narrative, Luke begins with a lot of backstory uh, as well as a genealogy, Mark begins as if he's in a rush, saying in verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's the entirety of his introduction, short and sweet. Now, in that introduction, that one verse, what truth is Mark emphasizing? Christ is God. Mark's pulling no punches in this first verse. Mark tells us the purpose of his book is to show that Jesus is the Son of God and to prove it by his life and his miracles. And that's how Mark introduces his friend Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. If I had to go to someone who had never heard the name Jesus, there are probably a lot of ways I could describe him. He was an awesome teacher. He was a powerful healer. He was called King of the Jews. He was a faithful friend to his disciples. He was compassionate. And Mark could have said, all of that's true. And he'll show us examples of that in his gospel. But his opening introduction to this man is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus was and is fully God with all the characteristics and attributes of God the Father and God the Spirit. Because when it comes down to it, that's what's really important. If Jesus was just an awesome teacher, then his words may have been relevant for the Roman Empire in the first century, but they can't possibly apply to every time and every place all the way to today, to these times. If Jesus were just a powerful healer, that's great for the man who had his eyesight restored. That's great for the father who had his little girl raised from the dead, the poor man who had a legion of demons purged from him. Mark describes all of those. But I see sickness and pain all around me now. If Jesus was just a physical healer, his work seems to be done. Or if Jesus was just a faithful friend to his disciples, that's a nice story to read, but it doesn't change my life. No, Mark hits the nail on the head. If we had to explain Jesus to someone who had never heard of him before, the one description that really matters is Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Without being God, Jesus is just another man in history. The Bible's just another book on the shelf. None of this story is worth rooting our lives in. But if Jesus is the Son of God, that changes everything. It means that Jesus willingly chose to leave his father's side and stoop down to the, to the muck and the mire of this world that he created, that being fully God, he allowed himself to be mocked, to be insulted, to be maimed, and ultimately he allowed himself to be nailed to a cross, not as just another prisoner of the Roman justice system, but as the prophesied Messiah, as part of God's eternal plan of redemption for you and for me. And from this verse on, Mark jumps from one picture to the next of Jesus' ministry and his life, and every single one of them points to that description. Jesus is the Son of God. Because to Mark, 
That's what the good news is all about. The man who died on the cross is the Son of God. And because he is, he rose three days later. And he promises the same hope of resurrection to each of us. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others can see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk to dead. Just send me a text to 317 207 2734.